did here last Monday, and um, I thought that was a very sort of version of what's going to happen. And then we saw this 48-hour deadline, and now we are one week later. We're in the middle of the war. People are just dying there, you know. Um, luckily, there's not so many killings, but it's more than we don't need it. It's a lot. People are dying. I mean, it also shows. It's rather funny to me, because it shows the Iraq is not a worthy opposition for the United States, the supreme power, really. It is is not, and uh, but still there's a pocket here and there, and get unnecessarily people get killed, which is really sad indeed. And we lose our own young ones, and they lose a lot, and they're all human beings are dying. We just watch, almost helplessly. So simply, people are doing whatever they could, politically, or whatever. But from the spiritual point of view, we introduce this longer mantra today. I know because many of you are quite a, a new and fresh here, and when you have those mantras to say, it's not so easy, and it's rather strange. But that's one of the way the Tibet prayed for thousand years, and uh, we said the mantras. It is, it is, in shorter way, it is almost like saying "Hey Mary, Hey Mary." So it's almost similar to that. But then they have these longer mantras, different Buddha, different type. And the long one, what we put it in is the Buddha Avalokit, the shorter she had mentioned. It is the Buddha of mercy, and so so we appeal to the enlightened ones with their mercy, and try to help us stop this madness and craziness what's going on, as well as those who lost their lives. Please to take care of, and making sure their future, next life. If you are coming from the background of reincarnation, like me, and making sure, praying that they will have good future life, better than what they had lost just now, and those who are wounded, have a. Quick recovery, and those, the loved ones and the family, be praying that they will not have so much suffering. So, that's what we do. Say those prayers, and the Tibetans are used to praying it for thousand years. So we do this, rely on the power of the enlightened beings. So, but then the Tibetans have developed tremendous amount of technique. Um, how to do it? Not simply just wishing and praying 
not all not simply even dedicating, but much more than that, making offerings, purifications, and all these are there. Funny thing is, the Tibetan praying sometimes works. <laughs> I can't say all the time it works. If all the time it works, we should be in Tibet. <laughs> and uh, but uh, sometimes it works, and it was a uh, funny. You know, the Tibetans use the praying is a totally, I mean, absolutely totally. I'm talking about early, good old Tibetans. I'm not talking about today's, you know, the Chinese educated Tibetans. I'm talking about early, good old Tibetans. They use their prayers totally for the well-being of all mother sentient beings. That's where there's old terminology called all mother sentient beings and that's what they totally use for that. It's never used for any personal or individual, even the country's gain. It is really for total well-being of a total living beings. That's exactly what the Tibetans uh, did pray and did that. However, and that power has also been interrupted and interrupted, injected, and sort of, you know, taken away. I'd like to share that with you. This, you know, there's, there's a, the funny thing, if you look in the history, um, the Russians try to use that power. Um, not the today's Russian, this formation of the Soviet Union. And even Hitler tried to get that power from the Tibetan side and tried to use, I mean, for them, what they use is the method to apply some personal gain, some personal power. So that's what I mean, sometimes it works. Sometimes it worked for them temporarily. So I don't want to go in that detail, just wanted to mention and uh, even otherwise, not necessarily for all certain beings, but even otherwise, sometimes it did work. It worked for the Russians, and uh, unfortunately, it worked for the Hitler too. Hitler even tried to use the the symbol of uh, power, that Salsotikas thing, and um, they turn around and make it the left side right, and turn around and used it. And he didn't do that for no reason. He just wanted the power, 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 angry, and uh, no compassion, no love, no affection, not for benefit, but to hurt and to gain. That that what they did. So we must use for the benefit and the well-being of the people. And it's not. It doesn't have power. It does have power. Believe me, it does. But uh, we should never use wrongly, never ever use wrongly, that's what it is. Anyway, what does these powers do, what does these prayers do, and all this? What does that do, and what do we use for? We use for improvement of the human nature, improvement of the personality, making it better. So what is it? What is a human nature? What is it? So I like to say, what is a human nature today? And uh, what is a mind? 
How is it? And I even use the word improvement and betterment. How is it? That's my question I like to raise. What is a human nature? What is a mind? Is there a difference between the human nature and the human mind? Interesting. Hmm? Yes, there is a difference between mind and human nature. Mind is not necessarily anything to do with the human. Right? I mean, I'm so sorry. I'm from the background of reincarnation, okay? Don't forget that. So I'm going to say it accordingly. So, but you know, when you, when you don't buy the reincarnation, you have to correct yourself. So because when I'm coming from the reincarnation background, I can't help that, except what I know. I can't lie to you. I can't, I can't redress to suit your feelings, no. I have to tell you straightforward what I know. And that's what I am. So, what is a mind? And what is a human nature? The moment we use the word human, we are injecting a certain specific alive with our natural mind. Do you get me? If you are born as a dog, we do have the mind, but that mind will be influenced and managed by the nature of dogs. Animal. Dog. And our nature of the mind is now influenced by the human behavior. So the mind does not necessarily be the human nature. So the human nature and our mind should be different. Human nature and our minds are two different things. Maybe not two separate completely. So the mind is, what is a mind? It is something pure. It has no fault. It is a faultless. It is a pure. It is a wonderful thing. Sometimes we refer it as primordial mind. The primordial, way before any influence comes, primordial, it is the pure mind. Really, absolutely clean. That's a beautiful translation of old Sanskrit mantra. The translation was done by late Allen Ginsberg. So he says, natural, empty, everything is pure, naturally pure, and that's what I am. Did you get it? So what happened, that's what I'm really telling you, is the mind, naturally pure. It is a free, natural, empty. The empty here is, does not mean there is nothing. There is no fault. There is no influence. It's sort of, there's no influence of any emotion, any fault, or anything. That's a natural empty. Everything is pure. So because there is no 
emotional influences or anything. So naturally, that is pure. Naturally, I added up. Okay, that is pure because there's no dirt, there's no dust, there is no cloud. It is like a sky, pure sky space, no cloud covering. So it is naturally pure. That's what I am. So we all are. We all are. That's what it is. When we trace our origin, where we come from, you know, in our culture, we would like to say, yeah, I was a Dr. Joe Blow in Sussex, England in 16th century. Right? Oh, oh, I am so and so. We do that. We always do that. But that's not what we're talking about it. So when we say where I'm come from, that's where I'm come from. Naturally pure. That's what I am. We are all. So that's why we say, as especially as a human beings, in our original mind, it is absolutely wonderful. We have that. Pure. And you see yourself within you, when you see somebody is suffering, we feel the pain and the pinch, don't we? When we see the people are wounded and uh, shot and dead, particularly What's happening yesterday over the war in Iraq, when we see those things, likely or unlikely, the, our own American, those um, media people decide not to show the pictures, but the photos been exhibited throughout these different stations. So when we saw, see that, and then we feel the pain here, and immediately it's our own people. And that is a drawing attention to our pure nature. So we cannot tolerate the compassionate feeling, the caring of our mind is pouring out. And if it's not a pure, the original, then we don't have that pouring out. When we don't have those pouring out, we do horrifying things like the Hitler has done, or Stalin's have done, and uh, for to a certain extent, Chairman Mao has done, and uh, to a certain extent, what's going on today. So, so that is the problem, is on that, there's a problem. This, where does this problem coming from? It is not our original source. It is not our original, what do you call it? I can't call original mind, but really what is our way, where we're from, where we come from, it's not from there. It is coming out from a negative emotions. You know, our original mind like a pure sky, open, nice, beautiful, spacious, like a blue sky over there. The thoughts in the emotions comes up like a cloud. 
Sometimes they have a nice little cloud, different design, looks wonderful. And sometimes even when the sunset or sunrise, these clouds add up to the beauty and it looks nice. But sometimes it is dark, heavy, thundering. You know, these are the things that pop up. Why it is pop up? Where does that come from? So this is very important spiritual basis, whether you believe it or not. Why it is pop up and why? Because the terms and conditions. Did you hear me? Terms and conditions. The terms and the conditions changed, will change them. So, because of the terms and the conditions, we do wrong things. Because of the terms and the conditions, we do right things. Because of the terms and the conditions, everything is changeable. Did you hear me? Everything is changeable. If we did something wrong, don't worry about it. I mean, I don't mean to worry about it, but don't die for it, because you can change it. It's changeable. Nothing is permanent. Even good is not permanent, the bad is not permanent. You know it, I know it. You think about it. If you don't think about it, you think, oh, it is a huge, who am I to change it? whole world. But you don't have to change the whole world. You change your world and that will change the whole world. Are you with me? Did you hear me? I mean, this is so important. So, if you can change your world, your world will change her world, her world will change the other world. That's how we change. It is changeable, everything. Bad is never, ever bad forever. Good is not necessarily the same thing. And that's why we have room for improvement. And that's why we have room for purification. We can make it pure ourselves, even though our origin is pure, Something happened because of the terms and the conditions. We can make it right again. We can all become pure again. And that's why we put efforts. That's why you put your time to come over here and try to think. Everybody wants improvement, abandonment. No one wants the going down. No one wants to go down. Everybody wants improvement. But then our thought and idea of what improvement is differs because that's human nature. We do that. Human nature is wonderful and great and no doubt great. However, has a lot of influence of our emotions. So sometimes I even say, 
Surely we make a mistake because we are human beings. If we don't make a mistake, we may not be human beings sometimes. Because our human nature is a lot of influence of our thoughts and emotions. Because it is not permanent, our nature. It continue, but it's impermanent. The earlier teachers even use the word saying continuation of discontinuity. Discontinuity because it changes all the time. But continue is continue from previous life to here or to the future life and maybe come back. Who knows? It is a continuity. Continuation. Yet we can change because of changeable, so there's a room for improvement. Because it is changeable, we can become spiritually developed. It's all because of conditions. Terms and conditions. Who provides the condition now? The next question comes. Who provides the condition? Ourselves. Nobody else. I provide my conditions. Just like we say, Saddam Hussein brought the trouble for himself. Just like that. We provide conditions for ourselves. Good or bad. Not only the bad ones. Good ones as well. In the good ones we say, oh I'm lucky. In the bad ones we say, I'm unlucky. True, lucky, unlucky, both. However, we provide the conditions. When the conditions are right, whatever it is, it has to be materialized. Meaning, whatever you needed is there. Like there's good ground, there's good seed, there is heat, there is a moisture, then even you say, I don't want it, the flower, the fruit, or whatever, it will grow. Right? When there's a good soil, there's a moisture, there's a seed being sown, and there's good conditions, it will grow. Even you say, I don't want it, even then it will grow. The farmers will tell you it's right. So that's why they, they have to go and buy those fertilizers and do all this and the title sometimes overkill the ground. But that's what it is. So it's exactly the same way, our mind, our nature. And that's why spiritual part is so important for us. Otherwise, we totally occupy our field of mind with the a material or whatever, political, military things will completely occupy us. And then we're getting older every day. I notice that. I notice that. We get older every day. I don't use to wear glasses. And now if I have to near, I don't even see it. Even with glasses. <laughs> so I don't even see it. That's what happens. So it's just a... I notice I'm getting older. 
I'm sure you do, though you may not like to. We like to cover it up, you know, by putting nice little makeup. <laughs> Excuse me. Having <laughs> teasing the ladies. <laughs> no, these days, even these uh, gentlemen sometimes put up, you know, especially if you have to go on television, they'll put up so much dust on your face. So. But we're getting, we're getting, we get older. And the result of getting old, simply say it's a natural, the result of getting old, at the end, there'll be time said, hey, it's a time for us to go. The bell will ring. Right? The bell will ring. The gowns will beat. And our breath becomes shorter and shorter. So what happened is, yes, we have had a, such a wonderful life where we can do anything what we wanted to do today. is a life. This is a beautiful life. Each and every one of us, though we are not fully satisfied, saying, oh, I'm losing my hair here. Oh, 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 whatever. My beard is not growing properly. Like me, you know, I have a problem of growing. And somebody has a problem of overgrowing, you know. So, so, so things like that, we do dissatisfaction, we do. However, this is a, such a wonderful life. Whatever you wanted to do, you are capable of doing it. The life that a fellow called Buddha had is the same as what we are having today. No difference. He happens to find certain way of handling his problems and a certain way of dealing with this. Found wonderful part that improves him tremendously and become a Buddha. We are left out. It's unfortunate. We should be the Buddha. He should be left out. I mean, he doesn't have to be left out, but we should be Buddha. Why not? Why not? Why not? If one person can become a Buddha, why not the other person? There's no reason why not. Simply, we have been lazy. Or we didn't find proper way to do. But our life is such, it is capable of giving. And this is our mind. This is our scale of communication. Which no other lives have it. Though we would like to have something different. Ha! Huh, we see the close encounter with third kind. <laughs> so we really see something great, better than, far better than us. You know in that movie, the third person, how they look like? How their head, the head shapes, how their legs and the hands look like? I don't know what do you, when you saw that movie, Close Encounter with Third Kind, and when this thing, big thing opens up, and those stranger creatures walked out, what kind of thought do you have in your mind? 
You think about it. And I'll share you what I have thoughts. There's a difference. I'm exposed to certain information. I was born in that. So you know, to me, it is exact, a perfect example of a hungry ghost. Honestly, the description of the hungry ghost in the Tibetan uh, teaching traditions exactly like that, head too big, the, the, the limbs are too small, they kind of pick up and then kind of walk straight, and exactly all that. So that's what it is. So now we think, ha, ah, there's a fantastic, intelligent and wonderful, what do we don't have it? It's underestimating our own capabilities. Really, this life what we have is so capable of delivering anything. Total enlightenment in both in spiritual or material world. Today's scientific developments, where are they coming from? It is these human beings, their capacity had provided. Einstein, I was told, was a human being. He's not a superhuman being, right? Just like that. So the human mind is capable of delivering anything you want. Today's luxurious life what we have. Comfort, hot, cold, air control. Even, you know, the scientific developments, the rockets, every one of the, even the weapons we're using, the bad way, there's a human capacity provided that. The good way, everything, even, you know, like the nuclear power, it is a wonderful human achievement. Wonderful. The Einstein might have achieved or whatever. But it is a wonderful human being's achievement. We could have used this a better development. Growing, you know, the, of the human needs for the better purposes. How wonderful it would, it would have been. But we made bombs out of it for destruction, killing, destroying, not only the human beings, even the environment, even the Mother Earth itself, herself, to destroy. That is, you know, I said everything, it depends on times and the conditions. The conditions of, and the times of those people who in power made misuse the wonderful human mind result, or human capability. And but that proves we can do that. As well as we can do the in the material, we can do the in the spiritual field. As I said, Buddha was a human being. Mother Teresa was a human being. Mother Teresa did not come with wings, did she? No, it didn't. It's a human being. We each and every one of us have that capability. And that's why human life is so important. 
And if you waste it, it is a tremendous waste. And not like wasting some toy guns or something, the toy trains or something, the monkey, toy monkeys or something. You know, the kids playing, that little monkey comes in. So, so if you destroy that or waste it, it's a waste, but not so bad. But when you waste a human life, and that's a tremendous waste, because its value is tremendous. You can do anything you want to. That's life, what you and I have today, is capable of delivering that. Don't ever underestimate your life. It is capable. Even you think you are stupid, dull, old, young, never developed, handicapped, or whatever, even then it is capable. Don't ever underestimate. The Tibetan old masters say, if I have three more years to live, I will make sure that I will be fully enlightened. If I have three months to live, I will make sure that I will be free from the sufferings once for all. If I have three days to live, I will make sure my next life is a good one. And we can do it because our life is capable of delivery. Beside the close encounter with the third kind, what other lives we see? The animal life. We, are so, we see the birds. We see the animals, we see the dogs, we see the cats, we see our pets, and we see the big fish in the sea. So then compare the intelligence of our mind and theirs. Although many of the, especially many ladies, would like to say, my pet is so intelligent. My cat, my dog, whoever, so intelligent. Great, true, give me your car key. Let that go and buy grocery. And make sure how he comes back. Yeah. So, so you can't. So you are willing to accept your pets more intelligent than you are. And if that's true, give the car key. You don't need any more tests. So it shows it's not. That's why humans are superior. We are superior, unfortunately or fortunately. So if we can't use it, then we are wasting. And if you become a couch potato, glued to a television, wasting our life. I know it. I do it. <laughs> You know why? I learned my English through television. Now I'm addicted. What? That is another thing. Human nature picks up the addiction. Then it's very hard to get rid of it. You see how much people have to work hard to get rid of addiction. How many people have to go how many times to the to AAA meetings? 
It's not easy to get rid of those addictions. You know why? Because as a pure, everything is wonderful, pure, and when you don't have that uh, protection shields or, or no fallback uh, development, so then every, every white cloth picks up every dust everywhere you can see it. Just like that, pure nature picks up everything. So that's why we get another problem, is the addictions in human nature. We get that. Addictions are such a bad thing, and that's why, that's why we get those bad negative thoughts again. We don't, have to, we don't have to go to work hard and come over here and listen in churches, and go to prayer and synagogues, pray, and we don't have to do this. I mean, to learn how to become bad. But to become a good, you have to work hard to all of those. So that is called the negative addictions, which makes us impure. I will not go to the extent of saying it is a cancer for la, for the pure nature, but it is a, it is the dark cloud that 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 shuts out this beautiful sky. People sometimes see the glimpse of a pure being by so many ways. In a way. A lot of people will tell you what had happened in the 60s are bad. But sometimes when I think some good things had happened, honestly, how much openness we have today, if it's not the 60s cultures, there will not be that openness. A lot of people like to say, people like Timothy Larry and so and forth have done some damage. But I like to say, people like Timothy Larry, Allen Ginsberg, and um, Jack Carraway, and all of them have contributed so much that openness. Had it not been that 60s culture, the 90s and now will not be that open. Really? So, why did they do it? They are exploring what can human mind, human beings' capability. And somehow they get through the chemical help, pure chemical help. Help, they got a glimpse of what can be really great, what it is. Just a glimpse. And nothing bad about that. Just a glimpse of how pure, how wonderful one can be. Because we don't have a role model over here. We don't. So they provided that, how wonderful it is. But if you are addicted, it's bad. <laughs> we can't get rid of it. But it just gives us the glimpse of how wonderful it can be. So everything, whatever the spiritual parts are telling, is not just empty shell, because you yourself had experienced that glimpse. Did you hear me? That's 
what who you are. That's who we are. And that's what our capability is. Now the question is whether you want to waste that capability or make best use of it, the choice is yours. Believe me, the choice is yours. Yes, we do, we are addicted, we do waste, we go, we go lazy. The laziness is our best addiction here. Then thereafter everything else comes up. So that's the cloud. And don't ever underestimate yourself. You're really wonderful. I am wonderful, you are wonderful. You really are. Never underestimate. Don't let anyone tell you you're stupid. You're not. And especially don't tell by yourself to you, I am stupid. <laughs> don't ever do that. Okay. Any questions? Yes, that's fine. You said you have a clear understanding of a mind. Okay. But I do not have a clear understanding of human nature. Very good. You're absolutely correct. You really hit the right button. I'm trying to avoid talking about it. <laughs> human nature is when you say, oh, shoot. And I'll say, oh, don't shoot me. Shoot this one. Shoot that one. Get another person over here. We do that. There are good natures, bad natures. That was the bad nature. The good nature of a human being is the capability. Unlimited capability. What they call it, sky is the limit to measure the human capacity. That is a human nature over there. And also very receptive and very easy to get addicted. That's also human nature. And also tremendous capability of learning, development. And then the wisdom the human beings have is just tremendous. At the same time, the ignorance is equally tremendous. So what happens is a human being's job to develop the human themselves is a title sorted out through that ignorance and the wisdom. Title soon through and get the wisdoms and at the same time wash the ignorance. No one said it's easy. If it's easy, we all should have become a Buddha. That's what I said. Instead of a Buddha being up there, we all should be up there. Thank you. I can conceive of the concept of what I would call universal mind, that pure mind, pure field of mind. What I don't understand is from where and for what reason came these terms and conditions. Very, very good, difficult question. To be able to answer that, we need a lot of hours. Very true. I'm not, I'm not even joking. But I shouldn't say that. I should be able to answer something. Yes, universal mind. Or, I think the, when you call it the universal mind, I would like to refer it as a purely enlightened mind. The pool of enlightened mind. 
I'm not very sure whether we are really coming from there or not. If, it's, if we are really fully enlightened at the beginning level, and then there is no reason why all these conditions of the negatives has to come up. But what I think is, we are absolutely pure, not merged into this pool of pure enlightened mind. So we have this journey traveling. The journey through that and then comes, we pick up all this dust and all of them and we purify all of them. We become a pure and our journey will really end when we merged into that pool of pure mind, pure, pureness. You know, a lot of people are talk about spiritual, but we are travelers, we are traveling, we are going somewhere, we are doing all this. Where we are really going, we are going home. That is the place. We call it home, is ultimate home. We are not necessarily reached there yet, and we are not necessarily coming from there. You know, there was a kid's movie called Never Ending Story, and I always like that. When I watch that, it gives me a lot of spiritual message. And in that, if you see it, and the queen saving kid who goes through, there's a crazy little scientist here, and he's running through and goes through a little gate, and some kind of shooting comes, he counted manage to go through. The scientist is really worried, he's not prepared, but the moment he sees his own face in the mirror, and he will bounce back. So what happens is, when you sit in counter with that, you get rejected. Primordial mind level. When you sit there, you get rejected because you are not impure. In that movie, what the kid does is, instead of bouncing back, he jumps into the mirror and goes through and gets to the second layer. In all these funny movies, what you call it, science fiction movies, and they will show you all this. The guy jumps through a wall, and the wall pulls out and gets out the other side, right? All of them. And sometimes the guy jumps through, it pulls, goes through, boom, get back. Right? So these are the, exactly the example of how you encounter with your primordial mind, get rejected or go through. So I will come back to that and talk to you because uh, uh, this little short talk, and especially answering, cannot really do a good service for this. The subject is such complicated. My apologies. Hi. Overestimating oneself and how one can be sure that it's real or not a delusion. You are absolutely correct. I try to build up everybody, but if you build overbuild, you build your ego. And if you build your ego too much, you get into trouble. And you will, you will not bite what you can chew. You bite what you cannot chew. And that is a problem. So that's why spiritual path is a, such an interesting where you have to balance everything and gradually develop, get yourself prepared and move nicely, slowly and steady. 
That is important. Thank you. Is compassion an active state of being? I believe it is. Otherwise, you will be passive compassion will be simply, you know, wishing and sitting there and doing nothing. Actually, there are two types of it. One is prayer-oriented compassion. The other is action-oriented compassion. The prayer-oriented will simply pray, but that won't deliver the goods. Action-oriented compassion is necessary. The action also both in the material world, everyday life, as well as in the unknown road of the spiritual path, both. You need the action in both levels. Thank you. As far as the mantra, sir, what's the significance of how many times people have said? The maximum you can say it is better, the minimum is three. The Tibetans have teachings, you know, sometimes we go to a retreat, say a one million mantra, or whatever it is. And then, you know, when you, can, you cannot manage, then you come down to, to like, you know, 10,000 or, or 100,000 or even down to, well, not, not below 100,000, I know, 400,000 or something like that. As I said earlier, this Buddha of compassion, Buddha of mercy or compassion, we're doing both longer and shorter mantra. Just because I hope we will end this nonsense as soon as possible. Maybe some people may not think it's not nonsense. But that's their right. It's my right to think it is nonsense. Um, thank you so much. I'm going to close here. We do have a dedication. A dedication is like making a down payment. We talked here, we sit here, we talk about the spiritual things, and uh, we have collected some very good positive karma and also every day we do here's my down payment because on this ground I wish this thing will happen we all send in being be free that's different between the praying and the dedication is dedication has something to put it down you have a down payment here at least and so with that you have a right to say it because your money is there so, so my positive virtue was put it down. It's much more than my green dollars, honestly. So that's why this dedication there. And I do kindly pray to free people suffering in general, and in particular those, including these Iraqis, who are, you know, under the arms, you know, they, we see those bombs throw, you know. We all see it. And I'm sure it's not empty land somewhere. It's true. It's true in the city and where the human populations are there. So no matter whatever they say, one killed or two killed only, but a huge bomb is not going to kill one person. But, uh, you know, that sounds very silly to me. So, so please do pray that getting free from those suffering and the cause too. When there's no cost, there won't be reserved. That's how terms and conditions works. Thank you.